Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the Zelda game with the strongest handshake makes the best first impression. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Can I ask you a question, Patrick? You have to now, yeah. Uh, um, do you think you'd be happy if you were a hobbit? Oh, yeah. What? I yes. know. I think so, too. Here, well, I mean, maybe. I, ju- I just watched uh, Fellowship uh, last Friday, um, watched it with some of my friends, uh, and we were all we were drinking. At some point, I got out my copy of Fellowship to like read passages from it as we were watching. This is the kind of night we were having. It was it was absolutely uh, the the best. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I, I I think of course I would be happy. The thing is, we meet a lot of unhappy hobbits. Yes. Um, not necessarily like our main character hobbits, although they do experience a lot of bad stuff but uh just like in the light of bilbo all the rest of the hobbits seem a little like grouchy Mm, that is that's a good point a little set in their ways yeah so i feel but hey who isn't you know like if if you were if we were watching a movie that was a story about someone in my life who isn't me and they're about to go on an adventure i'm sure i would look like a weird curmudgeon (laughs) in their story right I also like to think that if I were a hobbit, I'd be an open-minded hobbit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's be that well, would be I'm going to go ahead and claim it. Yeah. That would be my thing if I were a hobbit. That you would be one of those open-minded uh-huh. hobbits. Old Mark Mitchell in his little hobble, hobbit hobble. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's too open-minded for my liking. I like that you don't have a hobbit name. It's just <laughs> it's just Mark Mitchell. Do you, do you think so okay, there are hobbits that are uh, more prone to adventure. Do you think you are one of those hobbits, or are you just like open-minded about people who do go on adventures? <laughs> I think I'm open-minded. I don't. I don't. Go You're on not adventures. actually going on adventures. No, okay, no, no, right, no, no, right, no, no, right, no. Right. But I'm open. But like, if people right. want to. Right, so I say you're not... good for them <laughs> as I'm sitting in my like little hobbit hole. You're like you're a little bit of a brandy buck, is what you are. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> the kindest thing. Uh, speaking of kind things that we have to just say over and over again, uh, my copy of Sonic Forces uh, and the program by which you can borrow it from me is a perfect borrowing program. You should participate in it. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address so we can send you. My copy of Sonic Forces, not Frontiers, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game. Again, it's not Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> that might be in there, but Untitled Goose Game. Um, either way, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. Did we say the email address? Yeah. You said it with me. Oh, did I? I think so. Wow. Went into like a little bit of a fugue state there. Let's try it again. Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I'm not going to listen back to this. Our listeners have to tell us whether we just did it now twice or <laughs> whether we both zoned out. <laughs> Let us know which one of us is losing their mind. <laughs> well, here's another thing you can do is you can friend us on Switch. Our friend codes are in the show notes for every episode. And we love when people add us. We love growing our friend networks on uh nintendo switch so take a second and join us 
Yeah, um, super fun to see those uh, pop. I accept every uh, friendship request. So, like, get in there. You can see what I'm playing. You'll be like, eh, Shovel Knight again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still playing Shovel Knight. Still playing the three games that he plays, which are uh, Tetris, uh, Hades, and Shovel Knight. Like, that's it. Hey, how come we haven't had a Tetris Maximus Cup for a while? Hey, indeed. Did we ever get one for Splatoon 3? No, we did not get one for Splatoon 3. Um, and we... We got to get one for Pokemon, right? I, I feel like if we do not get one for Pokemon, then it's over. Then it's just over. We shouldn't expect any more. I mean, we may be getting to the point where, because Tetris 99 has been like around and kicking for a while now, right? Yeah, probably five years. I mean, it's been my game of the year for four consecutive <laughs> years. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, if they have to stop supporting it actively at some point. Yeah, right? that's true. It may, it may as well be now. Um, I just feel like they should at yeah. least do one more big Maximus Cup. One more that's like every day is a new... Maybe that was it. Oh, maybe, maybe we, that was maybe it. Maybe we witnessed the, the final one when it was like every day was a new theme. Oh, <laughs> sorry, your computer. We activated your computer somehow by uh, talking to it via Siri. Um, uh, th- none of this matters. You should join our Discord we, where we have other conversations that don't matter and some conversations that do. Um, if you would like to be on our Discord server, you should email us or hit us up on Twitter. We will be happy to let you in. It's a bunch of fun, cool people having conversations about Nintendo uh, basically all the time. Look, we've got a, uh, uh, or we just had a, at, at this point, by the time this episode comes out, a uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase uh, where, let me tell you, the conversation I expect is going to be great. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and... Or I expect get... that it was. <laughs> We're recording this on Tuesday evening. That's right. But I am here in my hobbit hole just saying... That's right. For sure, the conversation, amazing. Com- yes, conversation. Bully on everyone. And I love uh, removing any tense on that verb. Conversation, amazing. Not that it will be or that it was or that it is. It's just conversation, amazing. I love it. Mark, uh, we're screwing around too much here. We have to determine uh, a ranking for the introductory chapters to the Legend of Zelda games. Let's get into it. Now, we did a pretty thorough job last week of defining what each of these chapters uh, actually were, what, what constituted the, the opening of, of these uh, individual games. Um, but uh, I think we need to kind of uh, recap conceptually what we're doing here and then just like quickly uh, talk about each one as, as what, what they are before we start uh, ranking them against each other. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, we got a little bit of feedback from last week's episode that uh, we Call it a bunch of different things. Intros, yeah. opening chapters, and... Uh, if there's like a prologue or, you know, like any... It's it, it's tough to say exactly what the right word is. Yeah. It, we're just kind of... A, it's kind of a gut feeling. Sometimes it's, for us, I think, was driven by uh, the game either showing us what it is or showing us how it's different from previous games in the series. Um and like what what this specific entry has to offer, but, but kind of what we like narrowed down on, yeah. is what we're considering the opening chapters or the intro of these games is up to the point that we felt like like almost like the main tutorial of the game, yes, is over, ends where right. you are given the enough tools to then go out and 
you know, like, um, uh, just tackle the world. Tackle yeah. the world. And and look, a, d- a number of times that happens because uh, uh, you get a sword and, and an owl says go, right? Like <laughs> right. That's, that, that is a lot of these is the owl says go. Um, but, you know, not all the time. Um, and one of the things that we did want to, uh, I think, specifically address here is whether these sort of like title screen uh, with its like music and, you know, whatever sort of like setting it, it evokes, whether or not that counts as like introductory material right like an example of that is ocarina of time you know it has a very uh a beautiful specific piece of music that plays while you're seeing a hyrule field at night at night and a young link riding on epona and like it is it's iconic um and it is very uh it's very good and it's very beautiful i don't know if i personally count it as uh like introductory material to the game though right um like and, I almost feel like you could mm. do an entire ranking just of the title screens. Uh and don't think that we won't do that at some <laughs> point. We will absolutely do that at some point. We've done over 600 episodes of this show. We're going to need more topics. Um but so but I I do think that there there are instances where they are absolutely part of the opening chapter. Uh, like Link's Awakening, for example, of uh, Link being on the 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 high sea, the um the the raft being tossed, uh, him waking up on this island. That all happens before you press start and like actually begin the game. Um, and like, well, that is a, a, an appropriate like mood setter. It is like the storytelling, right? Whereas uh, the Ocarina of Time thing. Uh, first of all, you know, you turn that on when you uh, you see that when you turn the game on to play it for the final time before you you know fight Ganon as an adult, right? Like it's 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 almost like a welcome back into the world and less a like introduction to what's about to happen. Um, uh, but that's not really part of the storytelling, if that makes sense. Is that distinction clear? Yeah, that distinction makes sense to me. And so I guess where I come down on whether come down we, on it, whether Mark. we include the you know, kind of like title screen experience as part of these introductory chapters. Yes. I think like there is, for me, there is no hard and fast rule. Yeah. Sometimes we will, sometimes we won't. Yeah. And that's just good. That has to be it. I mean, and some of it is, you know, like uh, if you compare uh, the original Legend of Zelda to Breath of the Wild, for example, um, they have very similar uh, uh, screen, or I mean, I guess... they, they're both just static images, basically, right? Right. I mean, like, the first game probably has more information because it scrolls down and shows you all of the different right, items that right. you can get and stuff like that. And actually, there's a piece of music there, too, which Breath of the Wild doesn't have. Breath of the Wild is a very just, like, a modern video game. Here's the first screen. You're going to get through this so you can start to experience the thing. It feels so of, like, the Switch era to me because yes. it, it's that pared-down feeling that I get from just the switch UI and like using, you know, using a switch is so pared down compared to using the Wii U or using the Wii. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that's funny because like, uh, I was just thinking about how, you know, we're both playing Persona 5 Royal right now on, on the, on the switch. Um, and, 
uh, every time I, because, you know, I'm playing a bunch of other games, so I close out of the game uh, in between play sessions, which means I have to, like, start it up and, like, get the little, like, opening thing. It's like, do you want to connect to the internet? And then there's, like, a take your time. And then there's, like, some kind of stylish graphics. And then I got to push the button. And then I got to load my thing. Um, and, like, all of those little, like, beats, I'm like, oh, yeah, this wasn't designed specifically for the, the Switch. Like, the Switch first experiences like Odyssey and um, uh, that's Super Mario Odyssey, of course, and Bre- uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, you like just get right into mm-hmm. them. There's there's very little barrier between uh, you start and you play. Um, but, Mark, shall we review game by game what we considered the openings? Yeah, so this is what just really briefly kind of like running down what we decided just last really week. Just really so briefly. <laughs> like, we'd, I, we're not going to take too long. <laughs> no, here. I mean, just, that seems so brief. Totally... Uh, on track with what's going on in this episode so far. Yeah, that's it's right. Concise and to the point. To the point. Um, but because we're gonna run those down, which I promise we're gonna do any second now, and then we're going to definitively rank them. That's right. That's the exercise. Because one of these is the best, one of them is the worst, uh-huh. uh, and then second, <laughs> and so on and so, and so forth. on. Um, but uh, we so we, so we will we will determine. Uh, yeah. we will determine uh, that that order here. Mark, do you want to go back and forth, uh, sort of describing what we decided the uh, the opening chapters were in each of these? Sure, games? yeah. And obviously, we'll help each other out um, because, look, uh, we took a little bit of some notes from last week's episode, uh, but mostly we're going to be remembering these. Right? I think I think I have. I think I got them too. I think I have it, but uh, we will see for sure. Do you want to start? Sure. So, The Legend of Zelda. Uh, we think this is a two-screen opening. Uh, maybe this one I would uh, include. The uh, actual title screen, uh, Link appearing uh, in the thing, going in the cave, getting the sword, and going back out into the world. Yep, it's dangerous to go alone. Take Take this. this. There you go. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. So we decided that it is up through Parappa Palace. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you get the candle, that first item, and then go back through the cave with the candle uh, so you can see in the darkness. Yeah. And then we feel like you have learned everything you need to know in order to go out into the world. Right. And obviously Zelda 2, we decided a little bit more of a difficult one because even though it presents itself as open, it is fairly linear. There's really no point where you are just like totally unleashed on the world, um, but that's the closest point to it. Yep. Uh, And then, okay, uh, A Link to the Past. Um, We have this up through, you know, starting Link in the bed. It's a stormy night. Uh, his uncle gets called away. He's getting messages from the, the princess telepathically, goes to Hyrule Castle, rescues the princess, escapes through the catacombs uh, and out through the sanctuary. And it's at that point when you leave the sanctuary, you leave Zelda there with that old man <laughs> um, that you uh, that, that that the game begins. Yep. Because, you you know, at, when you get to the sanctuary, you get the download on the Master Sword and what you need to do. And then Hyrule's, Hyrule is yours to go explore. Yes. Up next is Link's Awakening. And this is another one, like you mentioned earlier in this episode, Patrick, that we are including that title screen experience. Yeah. But so, you know, there's like the little animated opening that's not in engine of Link being tossed on an open sea. And then it becomes the in-engine cutscene of Marin finding Link washed up on the shore. Uh, you get the title and then the experience of Link waking up in the house again um, going back to the beach, getting his sword, going back through the town and into the mysterious woods uh, at that or the mysterious forest. And then at that point, an owl comes down, kind of gives you the lowdown about the wind fish right. and that you're stuck there until 
while the windfish is asleep and all of that. And then once you say, I understand, that is what we're considering the end of the opening chapter. So I do want to address this for a second because there uh, there, there was a, a comment in our Discord from Jake who thinks that uh, it maybe ends a little bit earlier. When I'm tempted to agree with him, um, uh, because you do when you get the sword on the beach, um, the owl does appear to you and is like, uh, hoot hoot, uh, you're going to have to wake up the windfish, hoot hoot, and then uh, goes away. But you do have a second, and, and then, like, the music changes, too, that it goes from, like, mysterious beach vibes to, like, adventure music. Um, but I still think uh, traveling back up through the town, being empowered with the sword, you have to experience that combat before the game truly opens up. I don't think the owl, uh, in my memory... He does. He does. Maybe, I, played it, I played it this morning. He appears on the beach? He appears on the beach, yeah. I don't remember that at all. When when you collect the sword, he appears on the beach. Okay. Um, and, and then he appears again, like as as you travel up uh, into the mysterious forest, um, and he sort of reiterates the windfish, and that's when he tells you to go check out the the wind cave, uh, which is or the tail cave, um, which you right. will uh, be able to unlock with the the key that you find in the woods. Got it. Okay. So are we sorry? So are we sticking with what we determined last week or no? Uh, I'm fine sticking with what we determined last week. Uh, but if you want to, if, if you think it's worth rolling it back to the first time you meet the owl, I still like getting the sword is one thing, but I think using the sword is also part of all of these introductions as well. Right. Right. Yeah. I, to me, I think it makes more sense to have the intro end. Actually, I mean, I guess I could see it either way. Either way works for me too. Yeah. Uh, Let's end it on the beach. Okay. Okay. So now you you get the sword. The, the owl first appears, says, hoot, hoot, you got to wake up the windfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the music changes. And the, the music change, I think, is the strongest um, argument for it being uh, truly where the introduction ends. Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Um, next up, we've got Ocarina of Time. Uh, we think this is everything that happens in uh, Kokiri Forest at, at the beginning of the game. Um, so including the, uh, you know, Link and Navi uh, team up. Uh, Link gets a sword. He gets a shield. He meets everyone in the forest. He meets the great Deku Tree, who's like, by the way, I'm dying. <laughs> you have to go inside me and kill the rot that's in there. Um, and the whole dungeon, and then going off on your journey, getting the ocarina um, from Saria, character's name we didn't look up between last week and this week, um, and uh, leaving the forest. Again, here comes the owl, hoot hoot, you need to save, you're the hero of time, uh -huh. uh, and then uh, opening out onto Hyrule Field. Yeah, so it's like, you talk to the owl, hoot you hoot. say, yes, I understand, and then I don't need you to repeat it. Please don't repeat it. And that is the end. Right. Uh, great. Majora's Mask. This is another one that's really kind of long. We, uh, we determined that it goes all the way through the first, like, three-day cycle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to have that, uh, that experience of, um, uh, s like, seeing, um, Skull Kid on the moon, like, coming at you and shooting the ocarina out of his hands, traveling back in time, because then you truly have understood the entire premise of the game. Right. right? So, do you think that it is... And I can't remember what we decided. Like, so all of that happens, and then right afterwards, you go back to the happy mask salesman. He tells you how to take off like the Deku mask. Yeah. And then gets mad at you that you don't have Majora's mask, and he's right, like, "You have right. to go get it." And then Tattle tells you to go to the swamp. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's before that. You think I, it's before that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I just the moment that you go back in time, I, I feel like, and and go back the the three days. 
I think then you have enough information okay. to like know what the game is. Okay. Works for me. Okay. Um uh Wind Waker. Uh this one we've got all the way up through uh you landing on Windfall Island. Is that yeah, right? I think it's almost maybe even like right before that. I think it's when you wake up and because and the king of red lions is talking exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think well, that's it, it. So he he is like just under like the dock at uh, Windfall Island. Yeah, l- l- yeah, as soon as he is done talking to you, he's like, "Now go get the sail, the sail right, right, from right. Windfall Island." Right. Yeah. So this this includes uh, everything that happens on uh, Link's um, home island, Outset Island. Outset. Thank you. I forgot it, the name of it again. <laughs> um, uh, meeting up with uh, Tetra and her pirates. Um, that big bird thing sneaking around the Forsaken Fortress, um, and your first little encounter with Ganon, who then like or Ganondorf, who has you tossed into the sea. Yep, exactly. So up next is Twilight Princess, uh, and for this one, we determined that it's through Faron Woods and up to the entrance of the Forest Temple, but it does not include the Forest Temple. Right, and I r- remind me why. So this is another game that is like way more linear than it might than it's uh, like sort of open world would uh, actually suggest. Um, but remind me why we stopped it there instead of after the temple. I don't know. You're the one who wanted I, to start I am it the there. One who, I am the one who wanted to. Well, cause, I, I think maybe yeah. it's because like all the introductory pieces at that point are in place. Like There's nothing that happens, in the, to my memory, there's nothing that happens in that first forest temple yeah. that you're like, ah, okay, you know, like, uh, this unlocked a piece of how I experienced the world. Yeah. You know, like, you already have Wolf Link. You've already learned, like, his combat, how the Twilight works. Like You've already been on the stuff. horse. Like, yeah. Yeah. So so maybe that's why um, we decided that, like, the Forest Temple itself wasn't an important part of it. I guess there's also just so much other stuff to introduce in that game. There's the wolf stuff. There's just, like, hanging out in the, the village, like, doing chores for people. Uh-huh. Like, all of that, it just sort of, like, takes up so much real estate that by the time you get to the dungeon, you're like, oh, thank God, something else. Right, because you have to learn how to control Link and all, like, the stuff Link is going to do. Then you have to control Wolf Link and learn all the stuff Wolf Link is going to do. Kind of a double introduction. We're not going to be ranking them separately, (laughs) but it's kind of a double introduction. Yep. Uh, Next up is um, Skyward Sword. Uh Uh-oh, Mark, I I think I don't remember where we had this one going. So we uh, decided that it ends... After Link like leaves Skyloft, uh, that's right. Because Zelda has fallen to, uh, to the her death Earth, <laughs> fallen to the Earth, and so you go to the sealed grounds. You meet the old one who sends Link out to Faron Woods, and that's the end of the intro. Yeah. So yeah, all right. all the introductory like uh, stuff in Skyloft, um, the like ceremony with the birds, like all of that. Right. You get through all of it. Bruce kind of bullying you uh-huh. at school. Right. All of that. Yeah. Um, and then Breath of the Wild, uh, this one seemed kind of obvious. You're getting off the Great Plateau, yep. right? Um, you do the 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 four um, shrines that give you all of the Sheikah Slate powers, uh, and then you uh, meet with the ghost of the King of Hyrule, uh, who then gives you the paraglider, and then you are off to see the wizard, right? Yep. Um, all right, that's it. We have uh, no more uh, no more clarifications to make there. So I think we need to just start. Uh, ranking these things. All right. Um, Mark, do you have do you have early? What what of these do you do you think are are weak? Uh, introductions to these games. First of all, I want to say uh that's that's always where we start is like what what are obvious like low points. Uh, these are all high to me. Yeah, it, it, 
I was not sure yeah. what how I was going to feel about it, but um, I feel like in doing last week's exercise, my esteem for some of these that I immediately was yeah. like able and was going to write off like uh, have grown. Although I will say some of them I like talking about more than I like playing mm-hmm. uh, because you know I think and I have not played the Twilight Princess HD remake, but. Uh, and Twilight Princess has a ton of stuff that it has to tutorialize, so it makes a lot of sense that it is long. But I do, I remember really disliking the opening of Twilight Princess just because it felt so long. Right, it does take its time, and so that's that's probably one that is lower for me. I think also. Um, I would say Majora's Mask is probably a little bit lower for me just because I don't think the opening of that game is particularly fun. I think it's right. a little bit of like, uh, especially the first time playing it when you don't really have like context for what's happening. Uh, I don't think it's super enjoyable. I think it's a little bit of eating your vegetables before you totally. get to like understand what makes this game interesting well especially because you spend so much time in the majora's mask opening as the deku scrub who is not as much fun to control as just like regular old link right um and i uh, remember my first impression of it being like a stone cold bummer for that reason now does it hurt me a little bit because this is the only introduction who includes tingle (laughs) and i want to rank it low but it includes tingle yeah that hurts a little bit do you know what's a, another one that I have kind of mixed emotion about is Wind Waker. Yeah. It's another one where, like, on the one hand, there's a lot I like about it. I like that Zelda has a, or sorry, that Link has a little sister. I like that he has, like, a family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like that that's an element of the game. I like, uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's well, kind right, of, right. You know, but, like, and and it's it's always fun to see uh, Zelda as Tetra. Uh-huh. Like, that, that's a fun character. But those are really just things that we like about the game in general and not really something that we like specifically about the introduction, right? Yeah, like Forsaken Fortress, I don't think is particularly fun. It's not particularly fun, and it's not indicative of the gameplay of the rest of the game. Like, if the rest of the game was like the Forsaken Fortress, it'd be a Metal Gear game, right? <laughs> Hiding in boxes and yeah. stuff. Um, so... Yeah, okay. I think I think we're we're starting to pull out some like uh so we're saying Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, maybe uh, among the the weaker of the uh introductions. I think Zelda 2's got to go in there as I well. I completely agree. But I'm glad that I let you say that because right. if I said it, you know, noted Zelda 2 not liker, it would just be so expected. Okay, but hold on. <laughs> I'm the one who's odd in this scenario. I'm the me, the one who likes Zelda 2. I'm the weird thing. Exactly. I'm the strange piece of this. That's Mark. that's why I think it's great that you said Zelda 2 so I didn't have to. Yeah, well, I waited until we said uh, three other examples first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just talk about the cuz uh just reviewing um I also actually now that I'm looking at it, I think the le- the original Legend of Zelda well, obviously being like economical and like doing what it can with what it has uh-huh. um, is uh, you know, we could keep it in the top half here because we've sort of divided it in halves, um, but it would be the bottom of the top half. Yeah, I, I it definitely gets like style points for being so 
iconic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Icon status, undeniable. Yeah. Um, we say a line from the beginning of this game, from the introductory chapter of this game, at the top of every episode. Yeah. So, like, it means something, uh, but it's obviously very minimal. Can I also say that I don't love the opening of Link's Awakening? What? Like, I love the opening opening yeah. with the Link being tossed on the open right, sea. Right. Um, but I, uh, having to go down to the beach and, like, push the little yeah. sea urchins around yeah. with your shield and then, like, get your sword, like... I don't think it's very fun. Oh, man. So I, I do disagree with you there. Uh, so I, I, I will agree, I guess, that uh, pushing the sea urchins with the shield, not super fun. But the fact that, like, you pop out of this bed and you, you have sort of the same setup that you recognize um, from uh, uh, Link to the Past um, and that you'll sort of revisit again in Ocarina of Time. Um, but you talk to, to Marin and she's like, what? Zelda? What are you talking about? Um, there's this like bold proclamation right up front. Like, this isn't what you think it is. This isn't what you're, what you normally expect in these games. And then like you walk outside and follow this path and you go right by a chain chomp. Like stuff is weird right from the beginning. And the game is explicitly telling you like, this is not what you expect from this series. Yeah. That's a good point. Is it the most fun? No, probably not. Um, so I, I can also see like, not having it in our top three or whatever. Um, but those moments are so good. And like you say, that sort of like uh, opening um, uh, the actual raft crashing on, on a Koholint Island is uh, very cool. Um, but it's okay. Let's, let's try to order the, 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 the bottom. Okay. The, the bottom three here or bottom four um, Zelda two wind waker, Majora's mask, twilight princess. Can I say one more thing about the Majora's Mask opening? Yeah, please. Um, so one of my big hangups about Majora's Mask is that uh, I find it too upsetting to play. Uh, that anytime you do good for any of the characters, uh, you then end up undoing the good by traveling back in time. You have you essentially make them happy in one version of reality and then erase that version of reality by time traveling it back and then not doing it again. Um the last time I tried to play this game, uh, I I did the 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 Goron um uh, like temple and was like I felt so good about like freeing them from like their eternal winter, uh and then it was like oh running out of time gotta go back in time and then it was they were back to being snowy and I was like no I can't <laughs> save them I can't save them um the opening of Majora's Mask is just that feeling yeah right like it's just you're just witnessing a doomed town. Um, and like, yeah, eventually you're going to be able to rewind enough times that you'll be well-equipped enough to stop the moon from crashing into them. But like, that's so far away. There is, you know, there are some, uh, interesting, I mean, I think Majora's Mask is really interesting as a game and like the mm-hmm. concepts, even in the opening that are presented to you are so weird. Like talk about, you know, Link's Awakening being strange. Like Majora's Mask is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Happy Mask Salesman, like it's all so dark and weird and you're playing, you're like running around as this Deku scrub. Everybody's right. mean to you. Um, you know, like it's just it's like. true. <laughs> it's true. It's just kind of like, uh, it's just so bizarre. And so it's like really interesting it's really effective yeah i just don't think it's like particularly fun that being said i 
don't know that I would rank it at the bottom. I don't think I put it at the bottom either. I think let, let me tell you what what I think the the two uh, contenders for bottom are: Twilight Princess and Zelda Two. And why I don't not saying I disagree necessarily, but why like Wind Waker over Twilight Princess? Uh, because Outset Island is a more pleasant place to be than the Lynx Village, the name of which I can't remember. Yeah, either. I can't remember either. Um, and also like there are, you know, we did, just just talking about like the the first things you see and the first things you experience when you are playing a Zelda game. Um, the designs of uh Link's family in Wind Waker, adorable. Everything's cute. It's fun and approachable, and you want to be with it. Twilight Princess, man, there are some, they're very specific and they're artful, but there are some like gross character designs in the game that are just like, I don't want to spend any time with those people. It's true. You know, I, I feel like uh, I appreciate the graphics of Twilight Princess more with time. And maybe this is kind of like Star Wars prequel syndrome where yeah. it's just been part of Zelda for so long now. Right. That is just like, oh yeah, like I remember when that game when I played that game like 15 years ago for the first time, you know, like you have that like nostalgia for it. Yeah. Even I'm though I'm just I... turning to dust over <laughs> here. <laughs> but like, uh, I, I feel like while we have learned to appreciate Twilight Princess and its presentation, Wind Waker has just improved with time. Yes. I think. Um, and so, yeah. So I, I, I agree with that assessment. I, I would put Wind Waker over Twilight Princess. I would probably put Zelda two at, the bottom um for me personally i think i would do zelda 2 at the bottom uh twilight princess above that and, and then, then majora's mask maybe and then wind waker at the top but i could uh, i really could go either way with wind waker and majora's mask i think yeah it's interesting that we've got sort of like the the some of the darker openings uh, right, right at the top here, even including Wind Waker, right? That like um, you spend so much time in this like forsaken fortress, you're just separating children from uh, uh -huh. their families. Uh, you're not doing it. It is, <laughs> it is, it is happening and you are uh, arguably a victim of it. Um, but like uh, the rest of these games all sort of start off with like a call to adventure. These are maybe a little bit more like victims of, some weird circumstance yeah like pacing issues or right just like oh zelda 2 is kind of just a victim of not being the legend of zelda and right you know right. like uh just mechanically being so different from that game yeah well and also like yeah i mean what is the uh, all like the the opening chapter of zelda 2 is probably we should probably get like a copy of the instruction manual right like <laughs> right like there's there, it's just uh, from such a different era yeah i mean i think that's a good point like zelda 2 majora's mask and twilight princess these are the three uh, other than arguably legend of zelda because it's the first and so there was no precedent but like they have so much they are mechanically so different from the other games oh, that they have to do so much work yeah in, in like giving you a tutorial and so i think that makes them a little more like hairy and harder to love than some can, of the other ones can we talk about whether that's true with twilight princess though like is it has new stuff to teach you if you're playing it on wii you could be playing it on gamecube yeah, that's true. I still feel like it has new things to teach you. I mean, it you. teaches you how to be the wolf and like yeah. all of that stuff. But like, 
Uh, I mean, arguably that stuff doesn't happen for like two hours, right? Like you're just doing normal. Yeah, but it's all part of the intro. It is all part of the intro, which we've already established, and we can't go back on any of these now. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I guess it. I guess it does ultimately have to teach you a, a lot, but like I think the bones that it's building from are almost more of the ocarina bones than Majora's. Even yeah, Majora's that's fa- that, that's fair because I mean, you could say the Breath of the Wild is has to teach you like a radically different way to play Zelda, um, and yet we do not have it down here at the bottom. Do you right, know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, man, the opening of Breath of the Wild is so good. <laughs> um. All right. Okay. Uh, but I think you're probably right. Zelda two is, is, is the bottom of this. We had, I think a hard time defining the beginning of this game. Yeah, we really did. We went back and forth on whether it was like one screen where you see Zelda sleep and then you walk out of the palace. Or if it was like leading up to Parappa palace, that first one, or what we finally settled on, which is getting through and getting through it and then coming back. Right. Um, so perhaps just be, uh, by sheer nature of it being ill-defined, uh, we're putting that at the bottom of the list. Okay. And then I think Twilight Princess goes on top of that. Um, and then uh, between Wind Waker and Majora's Mask, what do you think, Mark Mitchell? I don't really want to play... Like, when I think of... Uh, kind of how I'm doing this in my head. Yeah. Is, like, if I were to sit down and play a Zelda game, like, which of these openings am I dreading having to go through least and i think it's probably wind waker so you think wind waker above majora's mask i think maybe what are you what are you thinking um i kind of want to give the edge to wind waker um and partially because i have had the opening and now i know we've said maybe this doesn't even count as part of the introduction but i've had the opening music of uh wind waker uh, just like in my head as we've been uh, like talking about this, um, can do you mind if we uh, play just a, a little bit of it here on on the show? That'd oh, be great. Okay, it uh, right here. Uh, pulling it up. Let's hope I don't get an ad. No ad. Very chill. Nice drums. I mean, doesn't it just make you want to adventure? Oh, man. So I listen to a lot of video game music like while I'm working. And this is on so many of those like relaxing Nintendo musics mm-hmm. to work to or study to type mixes. So, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. And I feel like, uh, you know, we said that maybe those title screens don't count, but could act perfectly in a tiebreaker situation like this, like giving one the edge over the other. Uh, well, does that mean we need to check out the Majora's Mask opening uh, uh, as as well? Like, sure, for, for yeah. I'd be, uh, super. I can't recall what that title screen is like, and if there's uh, any music. Here we go. This feels right. Oh, it going around uh, uh, Clock Town. It is a good theme. It is. It is good. And it is appropriately like morose. It is. And... Yeah. 
Okay. Well, now I'm undecided. <laughs> well, I, for me, I, even comparing those two, I think the Majora's Mask theme is incredibly appropriate, but it does not, you know. It's not as much fun. It does not pump me up yeah, in the same yeah. way that, like, the Wind Waker one does. Right. It bums me out, which might be uh, <laughs> more appropriate to, to the experience of playing Majora's Mask. Right. Um, all right, uh, so let's look. Uh, so uh, from from the bottom to the top here, or from the bottom to you know the fourth from the bottom, uh, <laughs> Zelda two is uh, how many of these are there? There's total? ten. There's ten total. Zelda two at number ten, Twilight Princess at number nine, Majora's Mask at number eight, and Wind Waker at number seven. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I like I like that too. If we need to revise, we always can. Open to it, um, which means we have left on the board Link's Awakening. Uh, a Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, The Legend of Zelda, and Breath of the Wild. So tentatively, tentatively, I think I'd put Legend of Zelda next. I think I think you're right. Um, you know, again, it gets points for being iconic. Uh, I think you have to include the uh, the opening, uh, you know, the title screen for this as well. Absolutely uh, amazing music uh, at, at the beginning there, um, especially in the. Have you heard the the, the Japanese version? That's like got yes, the, I think you pl- we played it on the show before. Yes, when you got the uh, Zelda Game and Watch. That's right, because you can play either the Japanese uh, Famicom version or the the regular, and it just has like a, a extra little like warbly instrument that was uh, on the Famicom disc system. Um, in any event, uh, yeah, I I don't think it stands a chance against any of the rest of the top five here yeah i agree just kind of like doing a gut check do we like it more than we like wind waker no i don't think i do either i don't don't, don't think we do um do we like it uh more than we like majora's mask it's shorter it is it's far shorter let's leave it there for now yeah let's we 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 can revisit when Later, we decided that that's an insane choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but so of of the top five, um, are there any that that you think would come next? I guess uh, Link's Awakening is is what you were maybe campaigning for. I think I would. I think I would say so. And that's not you know like the Link's Awakening opening chapter is nothing to sniff at. But I think compared to Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, Link to the Past, and Breath of the Wild, I would put it next. Yeah, I I I, I will agree with that. Um. I mean, there is uh, something so amazing about uh, Link on the beach and the slow pan up to a mountain that has an egg on the top of yeah. it. Um, and again, the music there rips. Um, it's so good. And especially in the, uh, the remake, um, when uh, all of the uh, you know, Game Boy instruments are replaced by a very specific like ensemble, a very specific small ensemble where you can hear like every single instrument. Yeah. Um, Link's Awakening remake has a phenomenal soundtrack. Just really, really good. Um, but it is not in our top four. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what we have here at the top. A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, and Breath of the Wild. So I will say one thing that a link to the past has going for it is it is such a small or like comparatively to the other ones in our top four it is a short concentrated experience Mm -hmm. that um but it tells such like a thorough kind of like story yeah in that beginning you know it's like a rainy night there's your there's your call to action i mean first of all the rainy night it's so good i mean come on we're experiencing a rainy night right now in los angeles uh, and look, I love it in the game. I love it here. Uh-huh. I think I think it's great. Yeah, and so, you know, and so you get that call to action, this like psychic connection with Zelda. You're Very going cool. through the dungeon. You feel, you know, you get this sword, and 
You kind of feel like you're a kid using it for the first time. And then, um, yeah, you get your quest at the end and then you're off on this adventure. Like, and the whole thing is so comparatively short, but it, it may be what, like 15 minutes. And yeah. yet it is so, uh, it feels varied, doesn't it? Yeah. But like always, you're always like on the adventure. You're always in danger. Um, but yeah, there's there's something about like being outside the castle, then being in the castle, then going into like the basement dungeon area where it feels like you are in a an actual like dungeon of of the game and not just like overworld. Um, and then like escaping through like these weird catacombs and like you know busting out into like this church. Um, I don't know. It's it's all it's all very evocative. It's all very just uh, like tons of like different moods, like yeah. it, like uh, ebbs and flows. And I it. Again, the benefit of being a 16-bit game uh, where, like, the controls and what you can do, everything is so much less complicated. But it the tutorials within That's the true. opening chapter just feel so much more organic yeah. than some of the other stuff um, in, like, Ocarina of Time or Skyward Sword. Especially Ocarina of Time where it's the first 3D Zelda. And so, you know, they really have to hold your hand in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Link to the Past is great i don't really know where i was going yeah. with that other than to say that it's such a perfect like uh experience unto itself just that op the opening of that game it tells you so much it about does. what the experience of playing it is going to be um but also that can be said of ocarina of time as well that ocarina of time has so much track to lay um and does so uh sort of expertly right um and you're able to explore this like uh it's not actually a living, breathing village. Everyone is, you know, kind of restricted to the the spots where they're going to... That little dude, he's going to be trying to pick up those rocks forever, uh -huh. right? Um, but, like, being able to go into these little houses and, like, see the way these people lived and, uh, you know, uh, collecting the sword, the shield, uh, going up against that, that little uh, dork who's blocking your way, um, and then actually getting to... Uh, the like dangerous part that's still in the forest, meeting the Deku tree, feeling that there's something bigger than what's just what's happening. <coughs> Excuse me, it's the Hobbit thing that we were talking about at the beginning of yeah, the show. Yeah, that's true. They're sort of hobbits. Uh huh. Um, but you're able to discover danger within the Shire, right? Like, I don't know. That's that's so good and so effective. Um, and I, you know. A very long time ago, you and I ranked the dungeons in Ocarina of Time, and I do not recall if the Deku Tree was number one, uh, but I know that it was gunning for number one for a while, because it's such a good introductory dungeon. It is. I, it's just remarkable how well Ocarina of Time holds up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like how playable the opening moments of that game still are. Yeah. Even though it's like rudimentary teaching you like rudimentary 3D skills that now everybody just kind of like takes for granted. Right. Well, and I mean that that is a good point that like once you get out into Hyrule Field, that's when you do see the age of the game where you're like, oh, this field isn't very big at all. Uh -huh. Right. Like um this felt big when I was little. It doesn't feel big now. I think the opening is uh just as effective uh, you know, twenty years later. Yeah. Uh, so I I may I may be gunning for Ocarina to be like at the tippity top. I think of these four, Skyward Sword is my least favorite. I think I think you're right, and uh, I actually I really really I didn't play Skyward Sword on Wii, but I played it with the HD remake uh, from last year, 
And that was my first time experiencing it. I was blown away by Skyward Sword. I was really surprised at how much I liked it. And uh, I think part of the reason I liked it is that I really enjoyed the relationship that Link and Zelda have yeah. in the game and kind of like the character growth. But it is so... I am glad that I came to Skyward Sword when I did after Breath of the Wild because I think Skyward Sword, when it came out, just felt like, oh my gosh, it's the yeah, same Zelda we've played. narrowing and narrowing. Uh-huh, yeah. That we've played forever, but now they talk a bunch. Like, there's so much talking. And uh, Breath of the Wild is really a reaction to that in a lot of ways but i think skyward sword for me having played it after like breath of the wild which is such a streamlined like gameplay machine that i really appreciated that like relationships and the story of skyward sword um and like the characterizations of the different characters in it but i agree that out of the four it is uh the least good um, and I, I also just want to like drill in on on that, like, because I, I agree with you that the specifically the relationships between uh, Link and Zelda um, and Groose, like that that trio, really uh, strong relationships. I love the way they develop um, as as the game goes on. I don't know that the introduction is why I like those. You know what I mean? That, yeah, like, that's it's, true. It's stuff that happens outside the intro where like. It, it those relationships become stronger. That is definitely true. I, I think that in the intro, what is done really effective is showing the friendship between, for me, I thought it was really effective showing this friendship between Link and Zelda and that they have a relationship that they don't have in any of the other right, Zelda games right. where like they already know each other. They are friends, you know, like they have a really, they're already really close. I feel like so many of the Zelda games, you know, uh, even Ocarina of Time, like, you know, Zelda and Link are so, they're from two different worlds and they're so like removed. It's really interesting to have them be like peers almost. Um, And, but I completely agree with you that like, you know, like Fee and the uh, old uh, woman. Ancient one. The ancient one, you know, like uh, that all of that stuff like definitely pays off later. Right. Uh, But it is not necessarily because of what we get laid out in in the introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, agree with that. So, okay. Uh, Happy to put Skyward Sword at at number four. Um, Mark, that means that we're looking at for our top three, not in this order necessarily, A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, and Breath of the Wild. Now, I think if you're talking about just like the best Zelda games, these three are going to wind up in your top three. So like, is that, I'm not, I'm not accusing our list of being hack or anything, but like (laughs) if you'd have told me that we were ranking anything from uh, the Zelda games, uh, would these three games be in the top three? Yeah. I would think they would be in the top three. I mean, but it follows, right? That if these three games are the the top three, because they are presumably maybe like the best Zelda games, uh, as a complete package that the strong opening chapters would be a um, a contributing factor. Let's talk about the beginning of Breath of the Wild. Um, because I think that's that's the only one of these that we haven't really like drilled into sort of the the, the beat by beat um, of, of what you experience. And uh, it becomes tough to talk about it because like the rest of Breath of the Wild, you can approach these four shrines in whatever order you want. Yeah, you can approach them in whatever order and, but unless you are going to like, uh, you know, like you're speed running the game and so you find way, like glitches that allow you to get off uh, the Great Plateau early, mm. you still have to do everything. Yeah, you do have to do all of them, yeah. But I mean, there, there's also just like, the the Great Plateau just like as an area is uh, robust enough that you can like explore it um, 
you can explore it. Like it's 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 big enough uh, that you can experience the sort of like main gameplay loop of Breath of the Wild of just exploring wild space, uh, making your own goals uh, as you go. And the game gives you a lot of freedom to do that in the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, uh, there is a very kind of like brief introductory sequence where Link wakes up, and you know, from hearing Zelda's voice, gets the Sheikah slate, learns that to be able to run and climb and like jump and do all that stuff. But then you're out on the great plateau into the open world and the game directs you where to go. There's the old man that, you know, like is one of, when you run down the path, you know, is right there for you to talk to, but you don't have to, you can play around, you can jump into the pond, you can, you know, like uh, climb trees, like you can do all of that stuff and start messing around with the physics of the world immediately. Which, you know, is obviously one of the things that the game has to introduce you to is this like total freedom to approach it however you want. Um, But in so doing is also like a hands off kind of introduction. Like, can we count that as obviously it is part of the introduction, but like, is that a point in its favor that like it somehow shows you by not showing you? Right. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I do think... What, what these are all such good games i know well <laughs> what makes breath of the wild like different from ocarina of time and a link to the past is that it is kind of like i don't even want to say it's hands off because you know there is a lot of direction from the old man where he's like go do this thing you know oh that like thing looks weird go over there and like touch right, that and then the right. tower appears and, and you're you know told like to chop down that tree to use it as a bridge yeah but it's just a lot of but like Breath of the Wild is so different from Ocarina of Time and A Link to the Past that I think it is, uh, it's almost it's difficult to rank because the novelty factor makes it, um, uh, like you're like, I don't know, is it better because it's different? Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't have strong opinions here on uh, which of these three uh is is the best they are all so good they are all so good i'm tempted to say breath of the wild is next is is third i would i definitely hear that argument i was gonna say ocarina of time Ooh, okay next only because ocarina of time feels a kind of like an elaboration on what a link to the past does oh that's that's interesting they feel pretty different to me Mm. um but I don't know that I can articulate why. Um, they're both really effective calls to adventure. The thing is, Ocarina of Time ha- is like tinged with that, like the sadness of growing up, which is such a theme of the rest of the game. Um, like seeing the Deku tree die, um, having to say goodbye to your friend whose name I refuse to remember. All of these little beats are like end up paying off later in the game. That is very true. Um, and it just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's all so. I like. I I think Ocarina for me, Ocarina's number one. And I understand that it's not just me making this list. By the way, we'll be friends when we're done. <laughs> oh when right, we're right, done yes, time. yeah. Of course, <laughs> we, did, we didn't lay that out. We didn't. No, it's a definitive ranking, and we'll be friends when when we're through, regardless of how it shakes out. Um, but yeah, for for me, I I think Ocarina from a gameplay and storytelling perspective is the 
best opening chapter. I really like that. You know, like, uh, the way you articulated it, I, I completely agree. Like, I think A Link to the Past is a really powerful opening chapter. I think Breath of the Wild, of course, is an amazing game. Um, and the Great Plateau is a great tutorial section, but the Great Plateau doesn't really, like, pay off in any, like, meaningful way. True. Later, versus, and same with, like, A Link to the Past. Like, that experience uh, sets the game up really well, but does not really, like, pay off in any meaningful way. But Ocarina of Time does. Yeah. Like, it, like, uh, those moments actually have meaning within the game itself. Within, within the, the story being told and just, like, thematically too yeah like it's not it's not just like oh a plot thing is seated here that then pays off like it, it it is telling the story of the story of the rest of the game yeah so i think uh i would do breath of the wild third then a link to the past second and ocarina of time number mark one. that's just exactly how i see it too um but i i mean you know acknowledging that it's a close race there right yeah um that there's no uh, look, ask us on a different day, and someone will argue another point more persuasively. Um, all right, Mark, would you like to do this from the bottom to the top? Our ranking of the top ten Zelda openings. Yes, let's do it. Uh, coming in at number ten, Zelda Two. Number nine, Twilight Princess. Number eight, Majora's Mask. Number seven, The Legend of Zelda. Number six, The Wind Waker. Number five, Link's Awakening. Number four, Skyward Sword. Number three, Breath of the Wild. Number two, A Link to the Past. And the number one best opening chapter intro of a Zelda game, definitively, <laughs> definitively, Ocarina of Time. Uh, and we're still friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Mark, let's close this out. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, if you think that we got anything wrong here, or if you want to add anything uh, to, I don't, we can't have gotten anything wrong. This is a definitive ranking, but we would love to hear your input. So hop into the Discord or email us Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail and let us know. Uh, I, Again, thank you for listening. Please uh, remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter, any old place where you can share stuff. You should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell on the show, is at Nin Cart Society. There's also a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo, and our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now from my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying thank you for listening <laughs>